This is The Rant presented by Strive Sports. Ben Klein here with you on this Monday, May 31st afternoon. Uh, Going to be talking all things New York sports from over the weekend. But first, ha- I wish everyone a happy, happy Memorial Day. Hope you guys all enjoyed your long weekend and it uh, goes into today. Uh, and uh, just wanted to shout out and uh, show my appreciation for all the veterans out there, uh, those that have uh, lost their lives and those that are, are still remaining. Uh, you guys are the reason why our country is as amazing as it is today. Without you guys and uh, your brave, valiant efforts, uh, who knows what America will be? Who knows if I'd be able to just be hanging out in my room recording my podcast today? But so, uh, and definitely there would be uh, no day off uh, of work for today. So, thank you to all veterans. Uh, my grandfather is one of them. He is still alive to this day. So, uh, you know can't can't imagine a life without him and uh you know hold your hold your family close and uh, everyone that uh is a former veteran if you have family that's former veteran uh definitely show as much appreciation for them as you can because uh who knows where we where where we would be without them uh that's it for uh my little intro uh you know commemorating memorial day but uh overall this was just a miserable weekend for New York sports. You could probably just tell by my demeanor. Uh, I'm not very upbeat right now. I mean, uh, I'll just discuss what I'm going to you know, be talking about today. The Knicks traveled to Atlanta. If you remember my show on Friday, I was very excited. Um, lose uh, both games in Atlanta. Knicks uh, down 3-1 to one in the series now, facing elimination on their in Game 5 on Wednesday at the Garden that I'll be going to. So I'm going to be talking about both those games in Atlanta from over the weekend. Uh, then I will be discussing the Yankees and their sweep, uh, as in they got swept by the Detroit Tigers. And uh, I'm not even really going to cover the Nets or the, the Mets. The Mets uh, only played one game over the weekend uh, against the Braves. They won that game 13-2. The game yesterday got rained out. Uh, so pretty much. And the Nets uh, obviously went one for one over the weekend. The one game that they lost was uh, Jason Tatum just went absolutely off, scoring 50 points. Uh, and then they won last night, brought things back to normal, beating down the the Celtics. So nothing really to comment on the on the Mets and the uh and the Nets from over the weekend, uh, but I'll just say that great win uh, in the one game over the weekend. Great win by the Mets. Thirteen, they scored thirteen runs for being one of the you know uh, worst offenses in the league in terms of scoring runs. That's a great performance against a division rival. So uh, although you know it would have been better to take two games, they got the they got the one that they did play, and that's huge for them. Uh, and the Nets, you know, just good to be able to get all the guys on the court working on their chemistry. James Harden said that he thought that that loss over the weekend might have been better for them in the long run. It, let's say they had swept the Celtics and then gone into the next round having not lost a game. Uh, now they've you know wit- they've gone through that experience, lost the game. They've had someone go absolutely off on them and uh, and torch them, uh, leading their t- leading the opposing team to a win. So now they've really they faced a couple different things. They've blown out the Celtics. They've uh, lost to them in a game where someone goes absolutely off. One of the best players in the league who they probably would have to face again next uh, round and Chris uh, I mean Giannis Antetokounmpo 
and you know now they're they're just back at it. They beat them down last night. Uh, they played pretty solid defense. Uh, not that it's really difficult to play defense on that team. They're not so talented right now. I don't believe that Kemba Walker's uh, playing now either. But uh, good weekend for the Nets and the Mets, and then not really so much of the case for my teams. But what's new? My teams don't really turn out. My bets don't turn out. Nothing really turns out. I'm hoping this will turn out this show, but. Uh, not really so confident at this point, uh, considering viewership not really there and uh, getting no fan interaction, engagement. Um, so I'm hoping for the best for this, but uh, really not expecting much uh, as I don't expect much. From, I mean, I expect a lot out of myself and uh, I just it's always let down, let down, let down, let down, let down. So uh, I'm just expecting let down at this point. You know, for as hard as I always work, it'll always be a let down. It'll never be worth worth the work for me. Uh, but hopefully that mentality changes in a bad mood from from the weekend terrible mood actually uh losing every single one of my bets i mean i lost a bet last night uh on you know the avalanche and the vegas golden knights i had under five and a half goals and uh golden knights plus one and a half and uh next thing you know second period it's already four zero avalanche and my bet's already in grumbles so it's just really incredible stuff that happens to me but uh i'll get to it uh not in the best mood today, but let's get to it. The Knicks, uh, just miserable over the weekend. I mean, just scoring wise, they really can't score. They lose 105 to 94 on Friday, and then 113 to 96 on Saturday on Sunday. Uh, just seems to be worse, uh, you know, going game to game. Other than that, game two, uh, it seems that they just keep on getting worse every game. And the Hawks are getting better. They figure out uh, the Knicks' defense more. They go from 105 to 113, uh, and then obviously game two, they scored below 100 points. So improvement from game two to game three, and then improvement from game three to game four, and. Uh, in terms of scoring points, and then also uh, making sure that I'm right here, but um, actually they did not go up in field goal percentage or three-point percentage. Uh, they were quite good in Game 2, and they were very efficient. Uh, they shot 52% from the field in Game 2, almost basically 60% from three in uh, Game 3, uh, You know, and then in Game 4, 40. 44% from the field, 38.5% from three. They were able to control them a little bit more, but then uh, the Knicks gave up 28 free throws, and they only gave up eight free throws in game three. So uh, there's the difference for you in the game. Uh, you know, the move of moving Derrick Rose to the starting lineup really just uh, blew up in Tom Thibodeau's face. Didn't work out at all. I mean, you know, he played well, but it, it didn't help the team at all whatsoever. Uh, you know, still not able to stop Trey Young. Uh, there's there's absolutely no stopping him. And uh, I honestly, I'm going to blame a little bit of coaching for this series as, at this point. Uh, the first two games, it seems like, uh, you know, we were we were in it. Like, we lost that first game by, by two on that Trey Young uh, game winner. And game two, we won. And uh, now we're just imploding uh, for some reason. After those two close games, decides to move Derrick Rose to the starting lineup. Alfred Payton to the bench, not playing him at all. And uh, the Knicks have been playing worse ever since uh, that was the case. So there's one move that, I, you know, although I don't like watching Alfred Payton on the court, there's no question that the Knicks playing worse without Alfred Payton on the floor. I mean, both games, uh, we won we won game two and then we lost game one by one point. And now we're losing uh, game four by 17 points and uh, game three by 11 points. 
so I just question that decision of moving uh, Rose to the starting lineup. But it's also just a question of what's going on with Julius Randle. I mean, at this point, it's, it's really such a shame. But I'm not giving him a max contract. I mean, there's 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 no way in hell. I mean, it's not like this is nothing new to great players. I mean, if you're a great player, you get double teamed. They make it more difficult for you. They target you to try to take you out of the game. And uh, game three, two of 15 from the field, two of seven from three. That's just not good enough. And then uh, game four, played a little bit better. Still need more out of the guy. 23 points, uh, seven of 19 from the field. You know, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. It was his best game of the series probably, but still need need more efficiency. And uh, although he did go 2 or 4 from 3, we need more efficiency in his shots and maybe just making better decisions from him. Like, you know, you don't necessarily need to get credit for that assist. You make it a hockey assist, get that pass before the pass off. Uh, and he just hasn't been doing that. He hasn't been making the right decisions. Uh, and, uh, you know, not everyone hasn't been playing well. I mean, RJ finally had a good game last game. Uh, 8 of 15 from the field for 21 points, uh, even though, you know, he was still in the minus. Uh, then you have Derrick Rose, 7 of 15, uh, 18 points, 6 assists. Uh, you know, can't really ask for much more of RJ and Derrick Rose. Uh, maybe a little bit better three-point percentage out of out of uh, RJ Barrett. But uh, then you go ahead and you look at the bench. I mean, it's it will always be a problem if uh, if Obi Toppin is going to be the leading scorer coming off the bench, just know that it will uh, that will always be a problem. And uh, Obi Toppin in Game Four, I believe it was, was the leading scorer off of the bench. Uh, that just can't be the case. I like to see him getting more comfortable out there. He was five of eight from the field, thirteen points, one of three from from uh, three, three rebounds, you know, he's a hustle guy. I see him, I see him playing well, gaining more confidence out there. But, uh, you know, when you have Alec Burks playing the way he did this whole season and still coming off the bench, you need him to play better. I mean, 12 points on four, 12 shooting, that's just not going to cut it, Burks. Two of six from three, not going to cut it. Emmanuel quickly, zero points in game four, 0 of three from the field, 0 of two from three. And you go ahead and you take a look at game three, four points, two of eight from the field, 0 of one from three. Didn't get a single other uh, statistical category uh, in that game. And in game four, he got two rebounds and one assist. So, uh, you know, the guys that were showing up this year when you're talking off the, especially off the bench, when we're talking about uh, Burks and quickly and Rose isn't even there anymore because he's starting. Uh, it seems that things are are imploding for the Knicks. Uh, these guys are tired. As we said, the whole season, Thibodeau runs his guys into the ground, plays them the most minutes in, in the NBA, uh, or his best players, at least when we're talking about Randall and RJ. And uh, they just look tired right now, and uh, he's just not stopping uh, running them into the ground. Uh, in Game 4, RJ Barrett, 36 minutes. Julius Randle, 36 minutes. Derrick Rose, 33 minutes. You go ahead, you look at Game 3, Julius Randle, 35 minutes. Uh, Bullock, 38 minutes, and uh, he could barely even get a freaking shot off. Derrick Rose, 39 minutes. RJ Barrett, 29 minutes. He sat him in the whole fourth quarter of that game, uh, which was an interesting move, I thought. But, you know, it's just, it looks like these guys are tired. Randall looks, maybe not, maybe not Barrett, but the two best players when we're talking about Randall and Derrick Rose, they look 
tired. Uh, I don't know if, if Derrick Rose scored a point in the second half yesterday. I am unsure. I know that there was a long stretch where he did not score a field goal in the second half during that game four. And uh, it's just looking like he's running these guys into the ground. I mean, I saw during one time at the free throw line, Taj was uh, was on the block, you know, uh, waiting for the rebound, or waiting for the guy to shoot, whatever it is. And uh, he was just huffing and puffing. He looked so tired. Yes, Nerlens Noel is injured. He's on a minutes restriction, but you know these guys are just are just tired. He overplays them, and uh, honestly, not making a move at the trade deadline is looking like it's uh, coming back to hurt the Knicks. Uh, they could have used another shooter. Although the Knicks did finish third in three point percentage in the regular season, you, as you know, they finished like in the 20s in terms of three-point makes, meaning that they took the right shots. Right now, the Hawks are playing incredible defense. As I said, they are they have versatile players uh, on the defensive end. When you talk about Bogdanovich and DeAndre Hunter and uh, Kevin Herter and John Collins, uh, these are all guys that can guard You know, pretty much, I'd say, maybe not Collins, but I, I think that he has the versatility to be able to, to guard from the two to the four. Uh so, you know, they could switch on screens and, and they wouldn't worry about, you know, a mismatch or anything like that. And uh, it's not the case for the Knicks. The Knicks, basically no one can guard Trey Young. And there's not one player on the Knicks that is unguardable while Trey Young for the Hawks has been absolutely unguardable. Um, but if the Knicks got one more three-point shooter, if they just did, if they had a guy like Tim Hardaway, uh, like the way he's playing for the Mavericks, or uh, I don't know, I'm not even sure how he played yesterday, but beforehand, before last night's game at least, uh, he's been absolutely on fire. Uh, it could have been a, a huge acquisition to get a guy like that, even keeping a guy like Austin Rivers. I mean, Austin Rivers, I think, would have been a huge piece uh, to be able to bring in, you know, guy that could just shoot when we don't have any shooting out there. So, uh, I mean, Bullock can't even get a damned shot off uh, in this game four. He went 0-4 from the field, 0-4 from three, and zero points. Yes, he had four rebounds and two assists, so he did something. But, like, come on. He, he can't. That, that, that can't be the case. You know, the best three-point shooter in the starting lineup, uh, pretty much, uh, the only reason I'm saying that he's better than Randall three-point shooting is because that's all he does. He doesn't do anything else other than three-point shooting. So if he doesn't, if he can't even get a three-point shot up, I don't care, you know, about how good he is on defense. He's got to get off of the court. He can't be on the court if he can't even get a shot off. I mean, for goodness sakes, he doesn't even seem like he's the type of guy that's running around screens and uh, catching and shooting it on the move. I don't know what he does. He seems to just be a pure catch-and-shoot guy. Can't shoot on the move. I'm gone. I'm done with this guy after this season. This series is over, I think. Uh, they've absolutely locked down Julius Randle and Reggie Bullock pretty much this whole series. They say uh, Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, Alec Burks, you know, quickly do whatever you want out there. And uh, Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, who are really are the two best three-point shooters on the team, uh, we're going to shut you guys down. And that's exactly what's happened in this series. And it's really a shame because I said one of the keys of the series coming in was going to be attacking Trey Young. 
uh, on you know when the Knicks are on offense and the Hawks are on defense, and that hasn't been less of the case. They have uh, Trey Young following around Reggie Bullock. They make no attempts to try to to try to get a switch uh, to get Trey Young onto a different guy to create a mismatch. No attempts at that, and uh, Trey Young has been locking down Reggie Bullock, not giving him any space, room to room to maneuver and. Uh, as if they and last game they got Trey Young into some foul trouble in the first, even it was in the first half he got to three fouls in the first half and they did not attack him at all in the second half. Uh, I'm really questioning the coaching here. How how do they not come up with a way to attack Trey Young on the offensive end? I mean, come on, like he's one he's not a good defender. In fact, he's a terrible defender. Uh, you know, I think that Alfred Payton would even be able to attack him. The fact that Reggie Bullock can't attack him is an embarrassment. Uh, and uh, I, I still say it's one of the keys. If they can attack Trey Young and get him into fa- actual foul trouble, like that'll that'll be a huge that'll play a huge factor in the series. And the Knicks just not able to do that, and that's really kind of embarrassing because that would have been one of the biggest keys to me getting Trey Young in foul trouble, attacking him on the offensive end, and. You know, it just hasn't been the case in this series. And just a really disappointing weekend uh, being a Knicks fan. Now they're down 3-1 to one in the series. Series continues on Wednesday uh, at home at the Garden. Possible closeout game right there that I'll be attending uh, with my friend. So nothing more to really say about the Knicks. Uh, disappointed in, you know, the not just the play but the effort from the team. And uh, doesn't it looks like they're tired? It looks like they don't want it as bad as the Hawks. And yes, this is their first time in the playoffs. A lot of these guys, when you're talking about Randall and RJ and quickly, you know, some of the biggest guys, most crucial guys on the team. And uh, you know, this is a great learning experience. I won't deny it. But that pain that I experienced over the weekend was was great. It was as not great. It was substantial. It was a substantial amount of pain that the Knicks gave me over the weekend. And uh, my friend, you know, asked me like, why, why are you getting so hype over the Knicks? It's like, it's because they got me hyped. They got me hyped. They got, they got the four seed. How the hell did they get the four seed? If they're going to throw out this type of play when they, uh, when they get into the playoffs and, you know, shout out Atlanta. Uh, I, you know, I, that's a team that I would have rooted for over the, over the bucks. You know, obviously you root for the underdog most of the time. But even if they were to like say play the Celtics, I would have rooted for them over the Celtics. Um, I would have rooted for them over the Heat. So you know, plenty of teams. I would have. I, I like the Hawks, and it's just a shame that Trey Young is such a big trash talker, and he's getting Knicks fans to to on his you know bad side. But what can you do? The Hawks, bright future. The Knicks, hopefully, bright future. Leon Rose. Needs, uh, you know, to do a lot this offseason. I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, I think he personally, looking at it now, it looks like he botched the trade deadline and that he could have uh, picked up someone that uh, would have been somewhat, that would have made somewhat of an impact for the team. But excited to see what he, what's in store for this offseason with Leon Rose. Uh, you know, Burks is it going to be a free agent. Bullock's a lot of guys are going to be free agent, but I think that Burks and Bullock are the biggest two, other than Randall, who's obviously going to return. Uh, Burks hasn't played well in the playoffs. Bullock hasn't played well in the playoffs. So they're both question marks going into the offseason. If I had to choose one of the two, I'd pick Burks over Bullock personally. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see what, what's in store for the offseason. I'm also obviously excited 
to attend the game on Wednesday, but I'm not very optimistic about uh, the Knicks getting a win. Uh, that's really all I got for the Knicks today. Can't wait to, uh, for the game on Wednesday, but uh, for now, I'll live with uh, my disappointment from over the weekend. Going to be moving on to talking about the Yankees and uh, not as disappointing, but close to it, uh, weekend uh, and their loss, uh, their series loss sweep uh, at the hands of the Detroit Tigers. So the Yankees absolutely embarrassed themselves over the weekend. Probably one of the worst series losses that they've had in the past 20 years. Literally no joke about it. They get swept by the Detroit Tigers over the weekend on the road. Uh, the Tigers now sit at, I believe, uh, let me check it out. Now they're at 22-31. and 31. Yankees score a total of two, three, five runs over the weekend. A wow, whopping five runs over the weekend. Great job, Yanks. Very, very proud of you. Uh, you know, basically one and a half runs a game. That's 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 some impressive stuff. I mean, that's some real stuff that that should uh, keep that should. You know, keep Cashman in his role as uh, the general manager. I'm not even going to get into the stats today because it, it doesn't even matter. Uh, no one can hit. I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, like it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, two two runs in two of the games and then one run in the last. The Tigers can even do way better than that. It, it's just an absolute embarrassment. And uh, for the people that uh, I've had arguments on Twitter with that are saying that uh, you know it, it's the, it's a short it's a small sample size at this point of the season and uh, you know the pitching has always been more of a concern. Who's the number two guy? Kluber's not there. I don't care if Kluber's not there. I don't care if Severino's not there. I don't care if Tyon sucks. I don't care. I look at the stats and I see what I see. This is what I see. I see bottom half in the league in terms of batting average, runs, and on base percentage. And I see top 10 in the league in ERA, quality starts, whip, and batting average against. That means their pitching overall is top 10 in the league and their hitting overall is garbage. It's terrible. There's one player on the team hitting above 270 at this point of the season and it is Aaron Judge. I'm not even sure if he's still doing that uh, based on what's happening in today's game. They're currently playing right now. Top of the sixth inning, uh, four game series against the Rays. They're down three to zero. For runners on first and second for the Rays with one out. Kevin Kiermaier at the plate. Tyon already taken out after five innings, three earned runs. Not even a bad outing, but the Yankees just can't, simply can't score a run. They have three hits right now. Uh, they're currently 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position, four runners left on base. Uh, Judge is one of the three players who has a hit today, including Anduar and Agashioka. Uh, you know, there's literally one player on the team hitting above 270, and it is Aaron Judge, Stanton hitting 260, LeMayu 263, Urshela 260, Torres 260. Uh, you know, like 260 is fine, honestly. You know, it is okay. I'm not going to complain too much about 260, but the fact that, you know, LeMayu, Stanton, uh, getting big money, not at not even at 270. Like, come on, LeMayu. 
what's going on? You're you're terrible this year, honestly. You're terrible this year so far. And then you talk about Hicks, who we've uh, invested a lot of money to for, I guess, the next uh, four more years or whatever the hell it is. Uh, he, he's not even playing. So And when he does, he hits below the Mendoza line. Then Luke Voigt back on the IL. I mean, it's just countless. It's just Cashman not putting together the right team and uh you know after all the previous years where we've seen uh the Yankees not able to hit all the home runs that they hit in the regular season in the postseason and then the offense isn't there because of the lack of home runs uh you know what's the move that that Cashman makes at the beginning of this season uh to help make the lineup uh to help strengthen the lineup Odor the guy that would could potentially lead the league in strikeouts any given year and only hits home runs I mean it seems that he's really not learning anything from his mistakes and uh i don't you know with the yankees honestly i don't trust the analytics i don't at all because the rays analytics are way better and they clearly show something else the rays you know although today they're one for nine with their underscore at least they're getting the guys on base god damn it they got nine times they had nine opportunities with runners in scoring position and the yankees have won that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, and they've left the same amount of runners on base as the Yankees. And uh, that just shows they're getting way more runners on base. They're getting more hits. They're getting more walks. They're seeing the ball better. They're scoring. They're getting hit, clutch hits with runners in scoring position. I mean, you know, they've won 15 of their last 16. So, you know, although they're not necessarily doing it today, one for nine with runners in scoring position, uh, they've been doing it. That's why they've been winning games. And the Yankees' offense not there. For anyone that's saying that this is the pitching's fault, I just don't understand you. And I, I literally, even going back to last season, I still don't blame the pitching. You know, you could say whatever you want. Oh, games two and game three, they gave up this amount of runs. Were you expecting to sweep the Rays? I wasn't expecting to sweep the Rays. I was expecting to lose to for it to go five games. Honestly, that's what I was expecting. So guess what? It went five games. It got to that last and final game, and all they could do was score one run. And that wasn't even enough with Garrett Cole on the hill. I mean, it is ridiculous at this point. Uh, people blame Boone. Uh, people blame, uh, you know, specific players. I blame Cashman. He's putting out the same team every single year. Even if it's not the same names, it is the same type of player. I don't like the analytics. I don't like Cashman. I don't like Boone. I don't like the players on this team. So I'm excited for this season to finally be over with. I have no expectations, zero, nada, nothing, no expectations for World Series. And honestly, I'll root for them not to make the playoffs at this point because it's been a while since they haven't made the playoffs. And I think Yankees fans need a little snap in the head uh, about what's going on right now because things are not good and they're still optimistic and they're still blaming the pitching instead of the hitting. And it's just ridiculous. They need to come back to earth, realize that this team is not assembled the right way, uh, you could look across the league. Oh, yeah, base uh, hitting's down. Yeah, not for the best teams. Not for the best teams, it's not. For the best teams, they're playing well. Maybe these guys just suck now. Maybe we're, you know, maybe they're not as, baseball players aren't as good as they used to be. Maybe the, you know, the analytics told them to practice a certain way during the offseason and that ruined them for the future. I can't pinpoint one specific thing. All I know is that Brian Cashman and the analytics putting together the wrong team every single year, not correcting his mistakes whatsoever, thinking that it is the pitching that's the problem, when in reality, it has never been the pitching. We were up 3-2 to two against the Astros in that, in that ALCS, the year that the Astros won the World Series against the Dodgers in seven. 
up 3-2, going back to Houston, couldn't score a run, couldn't score a run. It's not like they were putting up a ton of runs. The Yankees could not score a run. It's as simple as that. It goes back years. It goes uh, back to Boston. Yes, we in that you know in that elimination game, they took an early lead, a huge early lead, but. Yankees offense showed nothing. They did nothing to try to make any type of comeback, and uh, they really didn't show up for the whole series, honestly. They lost that series three games to one. Uh, then you go to the series against uh, Houston, where LeMayu hit that home run uh, to tie the game in the top of the ninth inning, and I knew that Altuve uh, was going to hit that home run. I called it literally right after LeMayu hit that home run. After I was done celebrating, I said Altuve was going to hit a home run. Uh, that's besides the point. Point is that the Yankees couldn't score a single damn run. They couldn't do anything and, except for LeMahieu saving their asses at the end of the game. And then you go to last year, Game Five, Garrett Cole on the hill. Yankees can only score one run. I don't know what more you need to see, uh, especially this season with the Yankees being bottom half of the league in runs, uh, batting average, and on and slugging percentage. But Things are not good. The team is not assembled the right way. I can go through other names other than Odor uh, that Cashman has got and that haven't worked out. Uh, Sonny Gray, uh, James Paxton, uh, honestly, Aaron Hicks, uh, you know, traded for him, was good for like one season, but then gave him the seven-year deal. Screw that. Giancarlo Stanton, I don't, I personally don't like it. You know, it made the Yankees, uh, like, uh, stuck in a certain cap position uh, that wasn't beneficial to them and uh, didn't enable them to not get a guy like Lindor in the offseason. And, uh, you know, I was hearing yesterday, you know, we got a second baseman at shortstop and Torres. He should be at second base. We got a second baseman that should be at first base in LeMahieu. And the only reason that's the case is because, uh, you know, Luke, uh, the acquisition of Luke Voigt. Why did we even need someone like that? Just because of injuries originally. And, uh, you know, moving Clint Frazier up, uh, up and down between the majors and the minors. And same thing with Florial now. Florial has a nice double, and then they send him back to the minors. Boom, guess what? He's going to be Clint Frazier. He, you are ruining his confidence. I don't like you, Brian Cashman. I'm getting too heated right now. I think you should get fired. I can't believe that you're the longest-tenured GM in American sports. It's an absolute joke and travesty. You have not done one single good thing for the Yankees. Uh, you got us. I'll give you credit for one World Series that you blew the next five to six years for after, uh, and you did not build the team in the '90s. So I don't know what you're doing as a GM, other than you're you're a family friend of the Steinbrenners. And uh, honestly, the Steinbrenners scumbags. I look at them as the Wilpons right now. Uh, you know, they do they put out better teams than the Wilpons, but it doesn't matter because all that matters is the difference between what they're spending and what they're making. And clearly, that difference is is quite substantial. And uh, and, you know, they could be spending way more uh, like the Dodgers do, like the Padres did during the offseason to actually bring them to the next level. But guess what? Owners are, are being greedy. They want to make more and more money. And uh, honestly, I'm liking I'm liking the Steinbrenners less than James Dolan now. I, you know, I, I hear nothing from James Dolan to make me dislike him other than what he's done in the past. But right now, I don't need the Steinbrenners to say anything. What I'm seeing on the field is enough from the Steinbrenners. Uh, you know, that's all I need to hear from them. So that's it for my rant on the Yankees today. I think that Cashman should get fired. Uh Again, Yankees down 3-0 right now. Uh, you know, just before I was talking that it was the... 
top of the sixth, now at the bottom of the sixth. Already two outs for the Yankees. You know, innings already almost over. Uh, Urshela at the plate. Again, they still only have uh, three hits. And uh, Lucky was able to get out of a jam with runners on second and third. So, uh, But let's continue to blame the pitching. Yeah, let's do it. We're top ten in, in ERA, quality starts, whip, and batting average against. And bottom half in the league in batting average, uh, slugging percentage, and runs, but yeah, it's the pitching's fault. It's totally the pitching's fault. Uh, that's it for my rant today. Uh, if you want to listen to this podcast or any of the other Strata Sports podcasts, you could uh, stream them on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you could access them via the link tree in my Instagram bio at these drive sports. Uh, hope you enjoyed this rant for today. I'll hopefully be back tomorrow, depending on uh, what happens in New York sports for today. But, uh, Good vibes only. It's Memorial Day. I know that that was a that was a rant in which I brought some more emotion than usual, but I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow or Wednesday for another rant. Good vibes today. Enjoy the weather.